Hi everyone, welcome to Fighting for Writing. It is a new year, 2024. We are going to go through some quick updates of my life as I like to do at the beginning of episodes. And I hope you are all doing well and had a great New Year's Eve and New Year's as well. So in my last episode, which was a quick checkup and wishing you all happy holidays, I talked about how I have to get a laparoscopy, which is a quote, minimally invasive surgery to remove ovarian cysts and possible endometriosis, which sucks. And I'm still really nervous about it because there's no guarantees that this surgery will actually help me. And it is also the only way to see if I actually have endometriosis. So they could just go in and be like, oh, you don't even have endometriosis. We just cut you open. Yay. And then I have to take three weeks off of work and recover and not do things that I love to do for who knows how long, which annoys me. By the time this comes out, I should have had my pre-op appointment with my doctor. So hopefully I will be discussing some of my questions and concerns with him and seeing how long my recovery will actually take. I mean, it's different for every person, but I'm relatively healthy and still young. And so hopefully the Surgery will go well and I will recover quickly and there won't be any complications. Mostly I'm just so worried about how it will affect my life afterwards and my mental health because it's already kind of ruining my mental health because I'm so nervous about it because I've never had a surgery before. And once again, I don't know if it's going to help. Like if it was a broken arm, people would be like, yes, we'll put some screws here and here and it'll heal your arm. But for me, it's like, yeah, it might help you hopefully feel better. And so I could just be going through all this mental and physical anguish for absolutely nothing. And that really worries me slash pisses me off because I feel like we should have come farther in women's health care by now, but we haven't. So anyway, I just want to encourage people to normalize talking about health in general, not just female health, but just in general. And ladies, if you're having painful periods and you have problems, definitely go seek help. And parents, please listen to your children because I always had painful periods and I'm just going to come out and say it. My dad was a doctor and he never helped me with any of that stuff. And he was telling me to like go call the doctor myself when I was like 14 and didn't even know what an OBGYN was. Meanwhile, he's busy policing what I read and watch and listen to, but not actually helping me with the pain that I was going through. And guys, it was literally so bad that I was like failing tests at school because I couldn't concentrate, but you know, still trying to go to school because don't want to miss school, you know, because of my stupid period pain every month. And but I have legit failed tests. I have had to stay home from work. I have gone to work thinking that I could handle the pain and then had to apologize to my bosses and be like, I cannot be here. I need to leave because I'm in so much pain. And within the last year, because of possible ovarian cysts and endometriosis, I have missed weeks of work because of a burst cyst or just having horrible fevers and chills and nausea and vomiting. And that's not cool. So Once again, hopefully this surgery helps me so I stop having random, because it's like every other month, sometimes I'm just like horribly sick for a week, most likely because of ovarian cysts. 
So when they remove those, hopefully I will be getting better and not have to worry about randomly getting sick because that's no way to live because then I can't literally like can't plan trips because I might be sick and I can't really can't do anything. And it's ruined two of my trips this last year. I went home three times last year to see my family and two out of the three times I was horribly sick because of my cysts or whatever the heck is happening down there. And, you know, I wanted to spend time with my family and I didn't get to, and it was so stupid. So parents, listen to your children. Please don't write them off as overdramatic, which I think is what my parents did or just didn't believe that I was in that much pain. I mean, even when I was home for Christmas, I was sick and it really sucked. And I had all the same symptoms, fever, chills, nausea, vomiting, bloating. And my dad, once again, who was a doctor, was like, oh, but it's not this bad every time, is it? And I was like, yes, yes, it is this bad every time. And actually, it's usually worse because my fever was only 102 this time, and usually it's 104. So yes, it actually is that bad. No, I wasn't making these symptoms up. Please, for crying out loud, take your children's health and your own health seriously. Because once I realized there was this pattern of, oh, I actually am getting sick like kind of every other month, but it is kind of random, I went to a doctor and figured, hopefully figured out what's going on and hopefully it will get fixed. But I have to have surgery now because of it. Like, ah, I feel like if talking about female health was normalized, I feel like if my parents had listened to me when I was younger, I literally would not be going through this right now because it is wrecking havoc on my mental health. Don't know how long it will take to recover. And I'm a very active person. I love to go on long hikes and walks and I love to stretch and I love to do yoga. And because they are cutting into my abdomen, I cannot do a lot of the things that I like for a while because that all just needs to heal. And yes, in the long run, hopefully it will do me good. And yes, I know I will recover eventually, fully, hopefully. But like those four to six weeks where I can't do what I love are going to be such a strain on my mental health. And no one seems to talk about that when it comes to surgery. They just talk about the physical things. They're like, yep, and you have to stay in bed and your scars will eventually go away and blah. But no one's like, hey, it might fuck you up mentally because of the stress and the strain and the change in your life. So I feel like people should know that. And yes, I just basically ranted for 10 minutes about my surgery, but I do think it's really important because people need to stop writing off females as like hysterical, overdramatic people when it comes to their health. Because I legit had a, one doctor tell me I just had a stomach bug when I'm pretty sure what I had was a burst ovarian cyst that was causing me issues. So, you know, maybe we should take people seriously and actually listen to them. There we go. That was my rant about my surgery. I'm really nervous about it because once again, I don't know if it's going to help, which just annoys the crap out of me, but I really, really hope it does because if it doesn't, I went through all of this hell for nothing. So yeah, that was an update on my health, which you guys get to listen to. And yes, that was a PSA to take people seriously about their health. The end. 
As to New Year's, I was working on New Year's Eve, but I totally loved it. I was running a photo booth and I had a blast there and I thought it was fun. And all the people who were coming into this big party were super nice, which was nice. And a lot of them wished me happy New Year's and that just made me feel good. So I did actually have a good New Year's Eve. Running into New Year, I did have a bit of a mental breakdown because of the surgery that's coming up and just how it's basically changed my life and ruined a lot of my plans for the beginning of the year, which makes me feel like crap because you want to start out a year strong, right? And this is me not starting out the year strong. It's me sitting in bed for two weeks at the end of this month. So that's not cool. But um, hopefully, like I said, hopefully it will go well. But I hope you all had a great New Year's and had fun partying on New Year's Eve if you're able to do that and that everything goes well for you this year. And because it is a new year, I'm going to talk about writing and how you should write what you love. And if you have writing goals for this year, like share them with me, let me know and let's support each other in our writing goals. For me, I don't really set New Year's resolutions I just kind of have like general goals throughout like a month or a week. Like my goals right now are to obviously prepare for surgery and get things ready for that. So those are my goals. I just make basically little checklists and try to do things on that checklist. (laughs) So, but I'm not really big into the goal setting New Year's resolution thing because it just adds more stress into my life trying to maintain goals like that. And I know it works for some people, but obviously for me, it doesn't work. But that doesn't mean that I don't have goals for my year in general. Yes. So let's talk about writing. I did finish my Dracula Maid novel, which I believe I talked about on the little last checkup episode as well. It definitely needs a rewrite. About halfway through, it became less journalistic and I want it to still have that journal vibe in it. So I definitely need to rewrite that last half. I'm rereading it right now and I feel like the first half... Well, I'm not even halfway through. I'm like a sixth of the way through reading right now. So the first sixth so far is very diary journal writing like in my opinion. But I feel like I lost that later on. And I also do just want to change like some of the major parts of it. Not like major plot points or anything, but just change some of the dynamics of the characters that are happening in the second half of the novel just to make it what I originally imagined in my head. It's still something I love, of course, but I feel like that sometimes happens to me where I have this grand vision of my books in my head and then I write them and they start out really strong. But by the end, I was like, that really wasn't what I wanted. And I feel like that was how it was with Soul Eater, my first Soul Eater book. I mean, when I first wrote it and finished it, I was like, this is so amazing. OMG, I'm totally awesome. I wrote a book. And then as I aged and grew older, I was like, this is not exactly what I wanted it to be. So I rewrote it a billion times. And (laughs) I feel like it's going to be the same with the second book where started out strong, had a vision for it, but the execution of it and the writing of it isn't exactly what I wanted it to be. So I will definitely be working on that as well. And also my Dracula Maid novel, that is my, I'd say right now that's my number one priority just because I just finished writing it. And so I'm still in that mood where I can go back and change it 
the first draft, change it up a little bit and make it to where I wanted it to be as a second draft and then kind of edit and move on from there. I can't decide what I want to write next. Like, I feel like I should focus on editing the Soul Eater 2 book and this Dracula Made novel. But if you listen to my self-editing episode, you know that I hate doing that and I much prefer just writing. But I have three ideas that I can't decide which one I want to work on next. One of them is about two brothers who are free drivers. And I've talked about this before, I believe. And it's back in like the 1700s and they are on an English ship that is eventually captured by a Spanish ship during a war. Although to be honest, I cannot remember what war it was, but I mean, I, I researched it, but like my brain right now just cannot remember which war it was. And they're taken prisoners and forced to work on this Spanish ship. And I really love that. Once again, started out strong. I got to a point where I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to happen next. And so I just kind of stopped writing it, but I've already started the beginning of that one. And then there's my ancient Egyptian novel that I want to work on about a girl who's trying to basically resurrect her brother who was falsely accused of plotting against the pharaoh. And I've always wanted to write a book set in ancient Egypt or just Egypt in general. But, you know, I've definitely talked about my ripoff of the mummy novel that I tried to write when I was like 13 or whatever. So definitely not going to be that. Definitely going to be a different thing. All going to be set back in ancient Egypt. There's going to be no like time jump forward to the modern days or anything like that. And I'm also excited about that, but that one is going to require a lot of research because I do want the depiction of life in ancient Egypt to be realistic in some ways because I'm obviously going to be adding in some magic to the story and obviously some of the characters will be doing things that probably wouldn't have happened in ancient Egypt. But once again, it's like a magical realism version of ancient Egypt, but I still want like the class system to be properly organized and the depictions of what they ate or what they wore or daily life to be more accurate than me just making things up based on movies I've seen or books that I read when I was 10 about ancient Egypt. So I definitely would need to research more for that one, which I feel like I would be fine doing, but I also really just like want to jump into writing again and I don't know what to do about it. The third one is the story of Trinity Walker. And I believe I talked about this one maybe briefly Basically, it's just a story of a rich family and the pressure that's put on them because their great-great-great-great-grandfather or whoever was the founder of the town that they now live in. And so they've always had this pressure to be the walkers. That's their last name. You know, you have to live up to his name and you have to be perfect and you have to be poised and everything has to be great. But, you know, there's turmoil, obviously, within the family and it's basically falling apart so I guess it's just like a family drama slash family saga about this family who is trying to put up the pretense that everything's great because they're walkers and the walkers have never done anything wrong, but within their family, there's crap happening and it's all crumbling. So 
I want to write that one just because I, I don't even know why. I just found it fast, a fascinating idea of that facade that people put on. And I like the character of Trinity, who is the youngest child in this family, and her perspective of telling the story from her point of view and her realizing, and I mean, she already knows by the beginning of the book, but her basically being like, yeah, our life is fake. We put on all these airs to show people what they want, but I know that my family is falling apart and my parents have issues and my brothers have issues and I just want to be my own person and do artsy things and not be this fake lady who has to go out to like galas and always smile and shake people's hands and be polite. Like she doesn't want to be that person. And she realizes that even like her parents and her brothers aren't those people either. It's just what people perceive them as because when they go out in public, that's how they act. And so I just like the idea of that family saga that I just randomly came up with literally one day when I was sitting out by a pool in the sun thinking about how relentless the sun can be in the desert and in the novel Trinity is I would like a, I don't know if it would be called obsessed but she is fascinated by the sun and she loves to paint the sun just over and over so maybe it is an obsession and she just wonders if the sun will ever stop beating down on the town and her family. And I really like that idea of messing with that obsession with the sun and how it doesn't set on the Walker family. And yeah, I don't know. I like writing a lot of different things, <laughs> I guess you could say. And this, you know, has been a very long rambling episode about my surgery and me and how I don't know what I want to write, but what I actually wanted to talk about this episode was to write what you love, especially with this new year. Don't write to please people and don't write just because you think it will be the next bestseller. And I don't say that and like, don't doubt yourself. Because every book I write, I'm like, oh my gosh, this will be a bestseller. But if you truly love writing and you truly love your works, you aren't writing because you're trying to appeal to like all the masses and trying to get that book out there. At least not for me. I'm like, I'm not going to judge people, you know. If that's how you write, that's how you write. But for me, Literature today has become very commercialized and it's like, oh, if you don't write this story about a strong female character breaking away, we're not going to publish it because it's not going to sell well. And I feel like that's actually pretty sad that people won't take chances on literature anymore and that a lot of it has just become marketing and appealing to people instead of actually taking a leap and realizing, hey, because this book is different this could really make an impact or really dig into people's psyches or really get them thinking. And that kind of makes me sad because I've been trying to find a literary agent for three years now for Bring With You the Reins, and I haven't. And I would say it's fine because I am doing like overall pretty like good in my life. I'm all right. But it, it does hurt sometimes, you know, to think that 
oh, if only I had written something that would appeal to more people, it would be published. But for me, that doesn't work. I've had multiple people tell me, you would be so great at writing kids' books, you should write a kids' book. And I've tried. And honestly, it's freaking hard to write a kids' book. Tell me why I find it easier to write novels that are 80,000 plus words, but writing a kids' book that's like 100 words is impossible for me. I gained (laughs) a totally new found respect for people that write children's books and that can tell stories so succinctly, but like interestingly enough that kids will love it. That is awesome to me. I cannot do that. I have tried. (laughs) And I'm not saying that I haven't. I've written like a kid's book, but I'm I'm not impressed by it. And why would kids be impressed by it if I'm not impressed by it? Like, I don't care. The characters are blah, and I, I have to go find an artist to draw all these colorful, fun pictures for my book and market it to children. And oh my gosh, like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to write kids' books at all. Well, here's the thing though, like, I would. I would write a kid's book if I could, like a good one, but ugh, I've tried and it's not my thing. I just, I, I want to write what I want to write. I don't want to write kid's books because other people told me I think they think I would be great at writing kid's books. Eh, you know, I want to write a book about my cute little stuffed animal shark named Frankie, Frankie the friendly shark, by the way, because I think it would be awesome to use this little cute stuffed animal shark that I drew pictures of or whatever for our kids book to teach children not to be scared of sharks. Sharks are cool. Okay. Like way cooler than we think. And, but to sit down and write a book that would appeal to children somehow, I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Like no way. Uh Uh-uh, not happening. But this is what people think I would be good at or, you know, People are telling me, not people, but the industry is telling me I need to write those books with, like I said, the strong female character that breaks away or the LGBTQ plus community characters, which I have nothing against. Not, I just want to put that out there. Nothing against that. I'm, But I'm, I just don't. That's like some of my characters are lesbian or gay. Yes, that's true. And I don't care. But that's not my main point of interest in my novels. And I also am not LGBTQ plus myself. And so I don't really know much about that. And therefore, it doesn't translate a lot into my writings. But I don't have anything against them. And I don't have anything against books that have strong female characters or LGBTQ plus people. I really don't care. I like books that are written well, no matter what they are. But for me... And in the marketing right now in the world, like they're trying to push that a lot, which is fine, but that's not what I write. So it's kind of sad. (laughs) I do think it's sad. I feel like if I had been writing books 20 years ago, they would be published. But in today's world, it's just saturated with, I wouldn't say quick literature, but kind of easy reads, you know, where 
there's not that much of a conflict because people don't want to offend people. And I don't know. It's just, it's strange to me, the world of literature today, because I feel like people used to push boundaries with art, just in general, not even with literature, but just in general, in music and TV and movies and writing. And now it's just kind of like, oh, we all have to write one thing because that's what sells. Oh, we all have to make superhero movies because we know that's going to make money. And I'm like, no. Write what you love. Write something amazing. Not normal. Not what everyone else is writing. Write something amazing. That's my advice to you this year. If you're a writer, write something amazing. If you're a reader, go pick up a book that you maybe normally wouldn't read and give it a try. You might hate it. Oh, well, you might like it. That's good. Just move forward in doing what you love. And write what you love because, at least for me, when I write what I love, it's easier. And I have, obviously, more passion behind the project. If I was writing to sell books, I would come to despise writing. And I don't ever want to despise writing because it has been an important part of my life for so long now, and I have so many ideas and so many other books that I still need to write that if I ended up hating writing, I would be sad that those characters never came to life and never got to experience life through the pages of my book or books, multiple books. So my New Year's advice to you as this episode rambles on, P.S. Great Song by Led Zeppelin, Ramble On, is to write what you love. Don't write to please other people. Don't write because other people tell you you need to. Write because you want to, and write what you want. That's my advice to you. Because imagine writing something you didn't like, right? And then having it being published and attached to your name forever. And just having this cringy feeling whenever people brought it up. That's what I feel like would it would be like if I tried to appeal to all the masses or to a certain group of people. They would always just come up to me and talk to me about this book. And I would just cringe and be like, that, that wasn't my favorite. No, that wasn't really me. You know, but I want to be proud of my works when they come out. I want to be like, yes, that was me. Yes, I wrote that. OMG. Let me tell you all about my books. That's what I want to be like. I want to be excited. I want to be happy. And I want to love, love, love what I put out there in the world. That was this episode. This episode was, I feel like, about nothing and about a lot of things that are important at the same time. Listen to your children, take health seriously, and write what you love. That is what I am telling you in this new year. That is my advice. Pay attention to people and what they're saying to you. Give them the time of day to actually care about them. Enjoy your writing process. And don't give up. Do not give up. I'm hoping to find a literary agent this year. I would really, really love if that happened. It would make my 2024 awesome. Totally badass if I could find a literary agent this year. But if I don't, I'm going to keep trying. 
until I do. And that's my advice to you. Just keep going. And if you need help and you ever need to talk to someone about anything, if you're having a rough time, if you just want to chat, if you want to talk about what you're writing, if you need to talk about your health with someone, reach out to me. I'm here for you guys. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. By the time my next episode comes out after this one, I will have had my surgery. So hopefully I'm still alive then. I guess I'll let you know. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. Enjoy 2024. Enjoy reading. Enjoy writing. And enjoy life.